Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you with us. All of a sudden, the Milwaukee Bucks are red hot as of this recording. Now, I'm recording this on Saturday. They've got a game with the Miami Heat coming up later on tonight at Pfizer Forum. But uh, as of taping right now, the Bucks have won six in a row. Maybe it'll be seven by the time that you listen to this. But everything seems to be going well for them. Giannis Adetokounmpo with a couple of 50-point games this past week, including a 54-burger against the L.A. Clippers on national television. For those of you that were brave enough to uh, and maybe didn't have to get up early enough the next day to watch it with a 922 local start. But still, things are trending in the right direction. Drew Holiday uh, named to the NBA's all-star team. Giannis has said that he would like to draft or pick in the schoolyard pick him the night of the all-star game, which is coming up on February 19th at Salt Lake City. Um, but uh, it's always nice to get that national recognition, and, and the Bucks are starting to move in that direction. Again, as of taping this, they're only two games back of the Boston Celtics for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Exactly how important that is to them. I'm not sure. When they won the NBA championship a couple of years ago, they were the number three seed. The two years prior to that, they were the number one seed and in one year got bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals and then didn't get out of the second round the next year. So it is what it is. I don't know that you necessarily have to be the top seed in the Eastern Conference or in either of the conferences to succeed once the playoffs roll around. But uh, filling in for Drew and KB on 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee and on the statewide radio network, I was alongside Dobie Maxwell and the uh, regular producer of the show, Hunter Baumgart, and we had a chance to catch up with uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel's outstanding Bucks beat writer Jim Ozarski on the show on Friday. I need some more Bucks. Celebrity fans. I mean, Cheryl Crow's great. Gucci Mane is great. Yeah, Giannis is going to bring some. I bet. I bet there's fans in Greece that know who the Bucks are that don't even know who the NBA is because Giannis plays for them and his brother too. That's going to help. It's going to help. Is. But you know who else is going to help? Our Green and Cream Insider, Jim Ozarski, who's sp- sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. That boy knows what he's talking about. You can schedule your free consultation now at PellaWI.com, and the great Jim Ozarski joins us. Good here on the program. Oh, walk him in. You know, yeah. spell Antetokounmpo for the silver medal and the gold medal, spell Ozarski. Cash rules everything around me. Cream. It's true. Jim Ozarski joining us here. Fan of the Wu-Tang Clan. Where are the Wu-Tang Clan? Are they? Can, can we get them to be Bucks fans? It's your walk-up music for crying out loud. I mean, I, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, look, if anyone can rhyme Antetokounmpo. And also my last name. I feel like but it, the I, I looked at your I looked at your name officially with the Scrabble Club. Your last name is worth six hundred and forty seven points. <laughs> with K's and Z's and W's, man, you are gonna rock the free world. Uh how much sleep did you have to get after last night's midnight tip off? Uh thankfully the Bucks had a late practice today, so yeah, I, I slept in this morning. <laughs> I would But it was I worth it so. though. What a great game. Uh, yeah, look, I, I mean, you could definitely argue um, that this was the best, one of the best victories of the season for the Bucks, considering who they played, the manner in which they came back. Um, you know, the fact that the big three, you know, Chris and, and Drew started slowly but but finished strong. Obviously, Giannis being Giannis. Um, yeah, it, it was it was it was a, a big victory. Sure, I think so at this juncture for a team that's now won six straight. 
You know, Jim, you know, you just said, you know, Chris and Drew and then obviously Giannis being Giannis. It's it's wild how much, you know, a 54 point performance comes, you know, later in that explanation. And it's nothing against you. It's it's how we're all viewing this. We're so um, I don't know if he used to is the word because we still marvel at his athleticism. We marvel at what he's able to do. But how many times, you know, throughout the season are you having to say to yourself, like, remember how special this is, what Giannis is doing night in and night out? Yeah, and I think he's upped it a level because, look, for two MVPs, the Finals MVP, you know, and and to do you know score fifty points in a clinching championship game, but look, guys, he had three fifty-point games in his previous nine seasons. He's got three already, mm. <laughs> you know, and and if not for Luka Doncic um, and and maybe Shea Gilgis Alexander, I mean, Giannis or Joel Embiid also, I mean. The scoring in the league is up, so I think that's also sort of muting what he's doing on the offensive end. I mean, to to be you know thirty two points per game at this point, he's had eleven games of forty or more. I mean, that again is also not normal. <laughs> so you're right. On one hand, his dominance I it feels usual, feels regular, but it's it's even been uh, up the notch, which is again saying quite a lot for a guy who's been a two-time MVP already. Hey, Jim, i got a question. Uh, as a fan, to me, as an outsider, it looks like Jay Crowder would be a great fit on the Bucks team. I just think he's tough and it'd be great. And, but who is the Bucks, who the Bucks have to give up to get him? Or what, yeah, what assets? I, I think it's... <laughs> on one hand, I, I, I can't disagree with you in the sense that Jay Crowder is six foot six and 230 pounds, I yeah. want to say. Um, he's a big man. And he's just... He's just a bigger body. Now, if if you were to tell me, you know, if we're on this phone and right now John Horst trades Grayson Allen for for in some form of, you know, whatever, I think it'd be multiple teams, um, I, I would say the Bucks are our worst team because I feel like offensively is where this team has had its issues, even in the championship season. It's easy to forget, but Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo were the offense, and, and it was good enough to win a title, but last year, clearly, without Chris, it was not, right? Giannis was by himself, mm-hmm. essentially, as, as everyone else really struggled. Now, if you were to tell me that some other combination of players matching the salary, which in NBA, it, it, it would have to be George Hill, Jordan Wara, Serge Ibaka, and second-round picks who would never make this roster, then I would say the Bucks are a better team with Crowder. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it really depends on who's going out. And I do think Grayson Allen, for as much as you know, people hate on the guy for that Boston series, um, I think he was in a spot that was unwinnable for him. Um, he was your, he, what, being asked to be your third best defender on the perimeter, and that's not his role, right? Yeah. So it, it's just like they, the injuries put them in a spot where he was maybe not at his best. Um, but I do think his three-point shooting and offense will be needed this playoff. Do you think on any level, Jim, that maybe even if it's subconscious that John Horst feels like he has to do something at the deadline? Um, I, that's interesting. Um, I feel there's always, yeah, I feel like there's always a need to shake or create a spot. So, for instance, it, it, in that better scenario where if you were to move out three players for one, that then allows the Bucks 
another roster spot to maybe add another buyout. And let's remember, Javon Carter was a buyout acquisition um, last season. So, yeah, Doug, I feel like it, that's sort of in there. But I honestly, that person, even if it's Jay Crowder, um, when is Jay Crowder going to make an impact? Maybe one series of a playoff? Maybe against Boston, you hope. Maybe it's Kevin Durant. Um, I, so, I, top eight, nine of this team is already set, Doug. So, on one hand, I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, but I also feel like when, you're, when you know your windows now, you're always looking for an extra piece of window dressing. How does um, – I, I feel like we should – possibly make a national holiday for Kyrie requesting a trade because I feel like it happens yeah. about every year. He's available, Jim. Yeah. Um, Banks are closed. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> Just designate a day he can request a trade from whatever team he's on. Uh, but he does it again today. How does that tr- change maybe the market as far as the whole NBA? Not that the Bucks are going to go out and get Kyrie Irving, obviously, but how does that change the the you know maybe the Jay Crowder deal or other deals the Bucks may or may not have made if because Kyrie's obviously a big piece of the puzzle that's going to probably move now before Thursday's deadline. Yeah, what's what's interesting is I I think what may change it the most is I think teams are scrambling now to find out if Kevin Durant mm. wants to stay in Brooklyn now in, in these next few days. So, I mean, look, Kyrie Irving is an All Star starter, so that explains how he's played since he's returned from suspension. But Kevin Durant's the game changer. So if, if teams find out, and whether it's verbalized or it's in the back channels, that he's also now wanting to be moved yet again, like he was this summer, um, you know, I think that changes things more than Irving because I think there's only a few teams at this juncture that would entertain bringing on all that comes in with Kyrie Irving, and it's a lot. Um, and, and yeah, that, that it will shake up some things. Because, look, we talk about Jay Crowder. Well, Jay Crowder makes $10 million. So if, if Phoenix or other teams want to get involved with such high salaries, salaries like Crowder's may need to be moved more often. Or, or So you're right. I mean, in general, it's hard to say. Uh, the, the landscape definitely did shift this afternoon with, with him you know, putting that out there. In your opinion, and nobody's questioning – Kyrie Irving's talent. Nobody. He's, I mean, he is what he is. He's an unbelievably talented basketball player. But that having been said, in your opinion, as someone who covers this league, is he worth the headache? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess it depends on where you're at as an organization. Like, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, no, it makes no sense. Um, if you're the Chicago Bulls, it makes no sense. If you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, it makes zero sense. If you're the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, you're sitting here thinking, I don't know, maybe this makes sense. Like, I, send him I, to the I Bulls. Truly, yeah, I truly <laughs> pair him with like, LeBron again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think because he's still look. There, there's no, there is always that intersection on the chart where the talent no longer matches up with Pepic. There always is because it it, it very Aaron Rodgers humans, right? <laughs> so it is still. Kyrie's not there yet, but the fact that I could name probably half the league that wouldn't be willing to do this shows that he's it's starting to you know that 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 intersection 
is, is I, I don't know where I'm, I'm not a math person. Uh, wherever that would be on the inner right, where, where it's like, wow, that that's in the negative, if you will. So yeah, Doug, I, I feel like some teams, yes, would would still be willing to, you know, manage that. Whereas many, many more, I think, are are saying no thanks. Right now, the Bucks sit two games behind the Celtics. Uh, the Celtics play tonight. Uh, Milwaukee's won six in a row. Chris Middleton back at least uh, getting some minutes, and, and obviously that'll ramp up after the All-Star break. But in your opinion, where is this team right now if the playoffs were to begin right now? Are they are they ready, in your opinion? Um, well, I mean, right now I would say no, because Chris is only playing 20 minutes a game. But I feel like the fact that they are the number two team in the East, they've been in that boat. Look, guys, they went 500 essentially for like two months, um, which – that says more about Giannis's MVP case and, of course, Drew Holiday's all-star case, which he, he earned. Um, but I, I think as long as Chris Middleton continues on this track and doesn't have another setback, which is clearly why they're slow playing this return, now they're are, are, look, I'm going to put respect on Boston's name. They're the defending Eastern Conference champion. 100%. So, uh, but, no, the Bucks can easily win the East and win an NBA championship as currently constructed, and that's with or without an addition, in my view. Um, I, I will agree with Giannis. Giannis has said it. Um, I think they are positioned to do that, you know, if, if they can get to the playoffs, you know, whole. Before we let you go, I want to ask you about the MVP race. I know that, you know, we haven't even gotten to the all-star break yet. They played more than half the season, but regardless. Um, who do you think, and, and take your, I know, you cover Giannis every day. With respect to that, take your, your Bucks colored glasses off. In your opinion, who should win the MVP if the balloting was to be held right now, and who do you think would win if the balloting was held right now? Wow. Uh, who do I uh, – I'll answer the, the who do I think would win if the balloting was today. I, I think Joel Embiid might finally crack that top spot. I mean, he's been the runner up a couple years, Philadelphia. Um, I mean, his, his individual stats are through the roof. Um, he's having a tremendous season and maybe, maybe there'd be some national like movement toward that. I know his GM thought biased media did not vote him into the all-star, which I believe the media vote actually had him as an all-star starter. Um, who will win Doug? I, man, who should win? I, Who do you think should win? Should win. I, I'm. I would be torn between Jason Tatum and Giannis right now. Um, you know, when I participated in the straw poll for ESPN, you know, a few months ago, I did vote Jason Tatum number one. Um, I do have a vote this year, so thankfully I've got another forty games to figure this out. <laughs> but um, I think Giannis has been a little underappreciated for what the Bucks were in this stretch and what he's done. Uh, but I will say this. Um, I think Giannis and Nikola Jokic um, have a different standard to meet. Um, I think that's only fair. Like, I, I feel when you – like, your competition is yourself to a degree as multiple-time most valuable players. And Jokic is having a tremendous season. He's currently averaging a triple-double for the number one team in the West. Um, I'm not – out of hand dismissing him winning a third. Um, but I feel like you, when you've done it, <laughs> you, 
you have to be a little better than everybody else. And I guess we'll, we, again, I'm thankful we've got 40 more games to figure this out. Can read his great stuff in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, JS Online, Jim Ozarski, our Bucks insider. Jim, appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Talk to you next week. A few minutes with Jim Ozarski from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Bucks beat writer. And again, the Bucks, they're playing good basketball right now. And, and this is the time of year where you want to start that crescendo as spring arrives. It really doesn't matter what happens earlier in the season, it doesn't matter what happens in October. Doesn't matter what happens in November. Doesn't matter really what happens in December. I would be just as happy if the NBA season began maybe the week before Christmas, but I think that ship has sailed, unfortunately. But the Bucks again, playing good basketball right now. We hope it continues. That'll do it for this abbreviated edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, sometimes we'll be having these little drips and drabs and shorter shows. And uh, we'll see how easy those are to consume. Sometimes the longer ones, I know, can get a little bit uh, unwieldy uh, if you uh, see it's an hour and a half or something like that. So uh, a shorter episode this time around. We'll experiment with some shorter episodes moving forward. And uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Doug Russell Podcast.